0: All right, welcome into the Garbage Goal Podcast, powered by Orlando Lacrosse Report. I'm Patrick Moore, along with Colin Turner, and you have found yourself falling into episode zero of the Garbage Goal Podcast <laughs> because Good we are God bless you. yes, we are just now starting and firing this thing up and trying to actually kind of figure out what it's going to be. So we want you to come along with the ride for us, with us as we talk about Florida lacrosse. Uh, north florida central florida south florida uh, all things lacrosse college high school uh, boys and men's lacrosse and um, super excited about having you along with us on this ride this journey together and uh, trying to talk and learn a little bit more about the sport that we all enjoy and love and so we just thought it'd be fun to hop on here as we kind of Roll this and ramp this thing up, Colin, and sort of to our small but hopefully growing audience that's going to be involved in this journey and this Garbage Goal podcast to just sort of introduce ourselves and talk a little bit about what we want this to be. And also for us to say, hey, this is a platform for you, you lacrosse fans, you parents, you coaches, you players, give us your feedback. Let us know what you think. Let us know what we can bring to the table to entertain you, to teach you that you can teach us, and vice versa. And so, as we sort of dig into this, I would really like for because I have zero lacrosse experience <laughs> in terms of actually playing the game. I fell in love with it through my kids. Uh, you actually played the game. And you grew up in Florida. You played in Florida. And man, what an amazing 20 something years it's been of yeah. the game of lacrosse. Really, in my opinion, probably the fastest growing sport in the state of Florida right now. I mean, wouldn't you agree?
1: Yeah, it's, it's you know, again, go back to what you were saying, what this podcast is. This is about as much stats as we're going to talk about. There's not <laughs> yes. a lot of breakdown we're going to give you. This is not what that's going to be about, but more or less what we see and how things are going. And where lacrosse has come from when I started back in 97 to where it is today is absolutely astronomical. Having Lake Mary be you know the first you know public school here in the central florida area to win the state championship even though i still count mine from you know 2000 when <laughs> there was four there was four teams playing but hey we'll talk about that it counts. time. But yeah it does <laughs> count it does yeah, count. it counts. So yeah it's it been counts. amazing to see how far it's come
0: yeah, and that's the other thing, too. I'm glad you mentioned that because that is important to us that, you know, there's uh, there's some great resources in Florida that uh, talk a lot about high school and college lacrosse. Of course, uh, the folks at Florida Lacrosse News, a great job of – Really being a little more analytical, and yep. uh, I would say more present the actual news of lacrosse in the state. Yep. Uh, you've got the Tampa Lacrosse Report. Um, I am um, the uh, genius behind the Orlando Lacrosse Report, which basically uh, just consistently bombshell, bombshell, Patrick yeah. bomb yes, it's like the, it is. It's, it's the unmasking of Spider-Man <laughs> takes the mask off. It's basically just me reposting all the high school team's uh, content yep. and sharing some scores, which is fine. It's just fun for me. But, yep. you know, one of the things, uh, the reason I started that whole Orlando Lacrosse Report Instagram account, which is now turned into a TikTok account and even a Facebook Facebook account, is I just really wanted to expose people and give some notoriety to these high school programs. Because lacrosse is, I mean, it, it's unbelievable. To me, it's like when I was in high school, because I grew up in Orlando as well, did play lacrosse, but played basketball and soccer, golf and all that. But, you know, uh, the growth of the game, especially from the private schools now into the public school arena, is unbelievable. And the talent is just getting better and better. And, you know, we do still have a tiered system right now in that we have some top public school teams that are kind of dominating. Uh, we have some top private schools that are dominating. But that is slowly starting to turn the corner. And I think it will continue to do so um, over the next, you know, five to ten years. But what we want to do is we want to highlight those teams, too. You know, we don't want to just talk about the Lake Mary's and the St. Andrews and the Lake Highlands and the Winter Parks, you know, and, um, uh, the um the Bowls, all these great schools, which yeah. are phenomenal lacrosse schools. We want to talk about you know, the programs that are on the up and coming, right? I I know I talk about them all the time, but I I love the energy coming out of Lake Nona. You know, those guys are working hard to build a program. Um, You know, Oviedo and Haggerty have, over the years, put together some really good teams. And, of course, the history of Lake Brantley, um, you know, with the Bernhardt brothers. And there's just all these storylines that we hope to tell through the Garbage Gold podcast um, that we can share with you. And, you know, to that note, uh, speaking back to when you were playing, you know it's got to be interesting how it has. You've, you kind of see a little ebb and a flow of some of these teams, especially in Central Florida, because that's the teams we really know, right? Because West Orange had a run, like Highlands had some runs. You know, when you were playing and after you played, what was that? What was that environment like as you were following lacrosse early in Florida?
1: It. it, it I mean, it's a whole different ball game. And again, we joke around about the the 99 state championship at Winter Park High School. Obviously, 21 and 0. Uh, we played anyone and everyone that was coming out of Winter Park. But when you go back to the original, I think it was eight teams. You've got Lake Brantley, Lyman, uh, Winter Park, Oviedo. Uh, who am I forgetting? Um, oh, gosh, there's two or three more that were in there. But it was a small niche groups. And it's still the same programs we're talking about today because they're supported so much by their youth programs. But to talk about Winter Springs, like as a lacrosse program, when I remember when I was graduating, they were coming on, and they were a powerhouse. In the Central Florida area, when they were coming in, Winter Park has had their ups and downs. Like Marys, had their ups and downs. Bishop Moore has surged, and you know Lake Highland being a power here in Orlando. Steinbrenner down in you know in the Tampa area is now becoming a noise. Jupiter High School, which was the first public school to actually compete against the privates before they split them into one A and two A, and then mm-hmm. you go all the way to Tallahassee with McLean. You've got Ponte Vedra, which is a newer school. In that area and they've won multiple state championships competed for multiple state championships. And now that we've seen the split off of that, and then you get lacrosse all the way into the panhandle all the way down to the keys. <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's absolutely amazing to see how many programs and how competitive they are, but also to see how many players that we're seeing that will pop up at a East river. And be yeah. a dominating player for an East River team that, you know, has their struggles of getting enough people in there and growing their program and holding on to coaches. But yep. to see teams like that in edgewater to have a couple of good players coming through. It's 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 great for the sport and you gotta look at all the people that are putting in time for the youth programs. It is a I mean, anyone that's in in sports in general, it's not just lacrosse but soccer, basketball, baseball. It's it's a passion to be able to coach your kids and to see what these youth programs are doing. In supporting the high school it's the reason it's the reason we are who we are and the reason that those schools are able to continue to thrive for sure well a couple other
0: things that i think we want to make sure that we're going to touch on as this podcast continues to evolve here at the garbage garbage gold podcast is that you know? We also want to talk a little bit about um, some of the big names that have come through Florida, right? And we'll we'll have some of those guys um, on this program. Uh, in in you know, like a quick a quick list of those guys would be you know the Sergio Salcido, right from Winter Park. He was an All American at Syracuse, who has an amazing story. The bernhardt mm-hmm. brothers, who everybody knows and everybody loves, you know, all went through Maryland and have had great success. Actually, I think they're all coaching at Maryland now. I think. Uh, Jared's even there; they're all there. I think at the same time now, um, they've had a great, uh, incredible careers. Um, you know, there's been multiple names. We have guys uh, now, even uh, in the last couple of years from the Orlando area that are going to Division One programs and having success. And we'll talk to talk about those guys. Um, the other two things that I that I definitely want to cover uh, in the Garbage Goal podcast is going to be talking a little bit about travel and club lacrosse and that what that looks like because I would imagine versus what you saw growing up oh yeah and even in the last like five or six years the, ex- the explosive nature of club and travel lacrosse and then just that last piece is college lacrosse and I that's the part I think is almost like the hidden gem of Florida is the division two lacrosse in Florida is right it's now dead. it's insane it's so good and so um, you know you've got Rollins, you've got Florida Southern, you've got Tampa, who are all three competing for national championships this past spring, who are all loaded again. You've got up and coming programs, you know, that are trying to build with Embry Riddle. Uh, you got Flagler, who's a, a two-year-old uh, Division II program. Uh, you know, you have all these things happening. St. Leo's uh, can't forget them, and uh, Florida Tech. It's it's unbelievable. So. We're definitely going to touch on the college expansion, especially Division II, and then the last little kind of weird one-off is that one Division I school that we have in Florida, Jacksonville University, which is the only men's Division I program in the whole state, which is just crazy to me. And that's to think uh, about it. It's it's crazy, and you talk about a competitive uh, uh, recruiting advantage. You know, I always joke that the coaches at Ju just you know, take their recruits to the beach in February and go, hey, everybody's in shorts and bathing suits, come to school here and play lacrosse instead of going to Philadelphia and sitting in the snow. You know, it's a it's great- such a sport.
1: hard sell to show people at the beach of Jacksonville and not be up in the snow. Yeah, in Maryland, in, it... in New York and upstate.
0: Exactly, yeah. so, so there's all these little components that, you know, if you're new to lacrosse or maybe you've been in lacrosse in Florida, been around it as a parent, a coach, player, or just a fan, maybe you haven't thought about those different angles and so as Colin and I've been talking about this this podcast, we've been talking about what do we cover that's fun, but is also kinda of like uncovering these little hidden gems of lacrosse in Florida and telling the story of what has been, what it is, and kind of where it's going. Um, and that's another thing too, is man, like where do you see where do you see Florida lacrosse going? I mean I, I think it's I think it's like with the amount of kids and the athletes we have, I think it's just gonna continue to take off.
1: You know, it's it, You foster the right relationship you foster the right practice and the thought process and how you're going to go it could go anywhere it wants to go i mean the you look at college football people come to florida for one reason they go to texas for a reason they go to california the athletes are here right i go back to when we in 99 again when there was no one playing we didn't know how fast the ball moved up north until Mm -hmm. we played some northern teams and it would fly around but how physical the florida athletes were they didn't know how to deal with that either and now you start to get the skill. You've got a lot of coaches that have come in, a lot of very tenured coaches now in the state of Florida that are teaching it the right way, that are growing it. And you've got kids. Again, I didn't pick up a lacrosse stick until I was in eighth grade. And that was mm-hmm. normal because there was nothing for us. Uh, Earl Kirkley, a long time ago, was the first guy to start a youth lacrosse program here in our city in Winter Park. But again, that didn't start till fifth grade. My son's playing in the youth lacrosse league along with a lot of the other uh, dads that are coaches. And they start when they're two or three years old now Mm -hmm. so you put some of this florida humidity and sweat and athleticism into that and again that's not my son but maybe it's somebody else's and i mean it's crazy where you can see the state of florida going not to mention that over the years of COVID, the amount of people that have flooded our state from other places that are going to come with a lacrosse background they're going to show up on some of these fields it's only going to get better and that's what's exciting about it is seeing some of these kids and the dedication they put into it and see where they go, for sure. Well, that, that's going to
0: be the shift in Florida lacrosse, and that'll be probably a whole show in and of itself, or multiple shows, is the transition of people that grew up playing lacrosse. I always joke, you know, people, the, the guys that are born, kids that are born in Long Island and New York and, you know, those hotbeds, they come out of the womb and they're handed a stick, a lacrosse Sick, stick yeah. right out of the womb, right? So, and I think there's actually a a hospital somewhere in Long Island. They actually do that. I think they give, I I think they give the babies a small stick when they come out, that (laughs) or a hockey stick, something like that. Yeah. But regardless, you get the idea. But now you have these these guys that are, you know, grandfathers or fathers like us, um, or even young guys who played in college that have moved down to Florida for whatever reason, and now they're going, hey, my, I'm going to coach my kid, or I'm going to coach this team, or. I'm going to help get a program started. You know, we've seen that with the club lacrosse for sure, oh. right? A couple of people figured that out early on. Like, we got to get down there and we got to get these athletes and get sticks in their hands with, you know, you got the Sweet Lacs, you have the True Lacrosse, you got FLC, you have, you know, uh, Eclipse is down here now. Um, Team 91 is kind of in now. LCO. LCO is
1: a, a, has been here forever in the state of Florida, and they're only mm-hmm. getting stronger and bigger with the coaches they're bringing in. It's awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so that's another like angle with the Garbage Goal podcast that we can dig into. Like, you know, that's where we need to get some of these old timers in here that have, you know, have made Orlando and Central Florida their home and talk to them about that.
1: He's got to have the bleep button ready Yes know, yeah, However we'll that on. works
0: <laughs> Beep I can have Gus stand behind me My, my <laughs> yeah, high school kid go. He can yell beep in between But hey That's, that's what we want think... No but I mean That's what we want We want for the Garbage yeah. Gold Podcast We want this to be fun We want it to be energetic We want it to be informative um, And we want to learn A little bit more about You know the teams The coaches The players And share some funny stories Share some neat stories And um, kind of talk about where the progression of this game is going to go um, as we continue to cover, you know, Central Florida and the whole state of Florida with lacrosse. And who knows where this thing will go. You know, we might end up covering lacrosse in Alabama. I don't even know if they have lacrosse in Alabama. <laughs> they do. We played a team from there. <laughs> they do, actually. I, met, I know a family their son played. I think they're kind of like yeah. Winter Park was back in 99. There's only like six teams. So, yeah, without, but, they're, but they're working on it. They're working on it.
1: I bet you that one really good team is doing very well in Alabama. That's probably winning everything. You know,
0: I would imagine so. It's probably Hoover or somebody like that. Yeah, so,
1: without a doubt. Uh, and, and like you are saying, the best thing is, is we look at lacrosse as a conversation, and that's really what we're hoping to make this out of. My favorite thing to do in the 10, almost 11 years that I've been coaching, which is nothing with some of these tenured coaches that have been out there, is having conversations. About what they see about the game, how they look at the game, how they've learned, who they've learned, and where they see it going. It's such. There's so many dedicated coaches that are out there and parents that have a story to tell, and I'm excited to dig into it. And especially the referees. That's uh, what I'm uh, excited to get a couple of the zebras in here and have a conversation yes, because yes. that's that's a whole different different combo. So I
0: will say I have I may or may not have had an offline conversation with a referee uh, who did not agree to come on the podcast, but. <laughs> I asked them if they would let me just blur their face out. Um, yeah. So I was gonna get one of the. I was just gonna print one and have him stick it on his forehead and yeah. see, you know, see, if, and we could try and change his voice and see if we can't. Unfortunately, I would imagine that ref probably knows a few stories about me um, at yeah, some probably. different games, you know. So I've been known to get a little wound up, and I apologize for that. But anyhow, no, this you don't. Is, Yeah, I don't. I don't. But we yeah. got so much more coming here on the Garbage Gold podcast. We're super excited that you tuned in and um, that you're gonna be journeying. Joining us along, make sure you subscribe. Uh, we're going to be on YouTube, TikTok, um, and on um, uh, Apple Play or on Apple uh, Podcast. And uh, we're, you know, give us your feedback, leave your comments, tell us what you think. Um, If we stink, we already know it, so it won't hurt our feelings. Um, If you think we're great, tell us because we probably need a little pump, you know, a little, (laughs) we're both in sales. So we get defeated all, you know, get rejected all day. So we would appreciate a little positive feedback. But thanks for tuning in to episode zero of the Garbage Goal podcast, powered by Orlando Lacrosse Report. I'm Patrick and for Colin. We'll see you You next time.